Psalm 119. It's on page 618 in our church Bibles. And our theme for this, this evening is obeying God's word. We're into part two of our journey through Psalm 119. Let me just say before, before I read this psalm, I'm sure a number of ladies in this room are wearing a diamond ring. And on your diamond ring, as you look at it, it's cut in a different way, so there are a different facets, different windows, giving an insight into the beauty of that ring. And in a sense, tonight is the same. Tonight's diamond is God's word. And in this passage, it's described in different ways, with words which we don't very often use these days. The law, commands, statutes, decrees, precepts. But if we take all of those words as simply a window looking into God's word, that's what they're talking about. We're focusing on God's word tonight. We're going to read Psalm 119, verses 17 to 32. Be good to your servant while I live, that I may obey your word. Open my eyes that I may see wonderful things in your law. I am a stranger on earth. Do not hide your commands from me. My soul is consumed with longing for your law at all times. You rebuke the arrogant who are accursed, those who stray from your commands. Remove from me scorn and contempt, for I keep your statutes. Though rulers sit together and slander me, your servant will meditate on your decrees. Your statues, statutes are my delight. They are my counselors. I am laid low in the dust. Preserve my life according to your word. I gave an account of my ways and you answered me. Teach me your decrees. Cause me to understand the way of your precepts that I may meditate on your wonderful deeds. My soul is weary with sorrow. Strengthen me according to your word. Keep me from deceitful ways. Be gracious to me and teach me your law. I have chosen the way of faithfulness. I have set my heart on your laws. I hold fast to your statutes, Lord. Do not let me be put to shame. I run in the path of your commands, for you have broadened my understanding. Last week we looked at the, the opening section of this psalm. And we saw there that, that great blessing results from walking according to God's word. And that blessing continues as we seek him with all of our heart. I felt a key verse that Dan led us into last week was, was verse 11 where it said, to hide God's word in my heart, to plant it there, to let it become our spiritual DNA. Why is that? Well, here's the answer. So that I might not sin against you. And that verse highlights the battle that we all face, sin. But it gives us, too, the remedy to hide God's word in our hearts. What a great verse that is. Well, let's come to our, our passage this evening. 
verses 17 to 24, we see first an appreciation of God's word. When do we most need God's word? Well, I guess we'd all say we need it all the time. But maybe the reality is that we need it most in the tough times, when our resources have run dry, when it's not in our power to change a situation. That's when from a place of weakness, we reach out to God. Just a few days ago, two friends have been called to another friend's bedside. They were in hospital, and that friend had been given bad news by the doctor. And what did that friend want? They wanted God's word read to them. When that person could do no more, they wanted to draw near to God. They wanted to know that God was with them. And God's word brought that assurance. I think that was true for the psalmist in these verses. If you look at verse 23, it speaks of rulers sitting together and slandering him. In verse 22, they were pouring scorn and contempt on him. In verse 21, they were arrogant. They had no time for God's commands. This was a tough situation for the psalmist. He was facing persecution from men of authority. They were seeking to put him to shame as he tried to keep God's statues, God's ways. You can almost hear their jeers. Give up your faith. Give up your God. And how did the psalmist react? How would you and I react facing those same jeers? The senior managers at work, jeering. Colleagues in the staff room, jeering. Your peers, your mates, jeering. Well, what the psalmist did, we need to do too. So how do you handle tough situations? Well, this psalm gives us a clue. So firstly, we find this deep appreciation for God's word. In verse 17, the psalmist writes, Be good to your servant, that I may obey your word. It was by God's goodness that he would be helped to obey God's word. It was as he came to God, the one who resourced him, that he would be given the strength to take the word of God and walk in obedience to it. The opposition said, ignore it, forget it. But the psalmist, strengthened by God's goodness, determined to obey it and to live by it. There's a great prayer in verse 18. The psalmist sees God's word like a treasure chest. A treasure chest of God's blessing. A treasure chest full of the most amazing things. And the psalmist prays, open my eyes that I may see. He wants the Spirit of God to reveal the truths of God's Word to him and then to walk in obedience to those truths. I guess that's a great template for you and me. Lord, open my eyes, reveal your truth, help me to live by it. Maybe that's a prayer we could take for this week. Look at we, with me at verse 19. The writer there says, 
says to God, I am a stranger on earth. Do not hide your commands from me. He's saying there, this earth is not my home. The old Negro spiritual re- spirituals recognize this too when they sung, this world is not my home. I'm just passing through. Is that how you feel? We're here as God's children, but this is not our final destination. God has prepared something awesome for us to look forward to. A couple of years back, I led an Oakwall trip to Prague. Uh, The group wanted to see around the city, to, to learn its history, to see its sights. But the reality was, I was as ill informed as they were. So it was wonderful to have this fantastic guide who brought the city alive for us. I was a stranger in Prague. She was the one to guide us through. We are strangers in this life, on this journey of life. But journeying with us is our guide. The Holy Spirit who directs our steps and the Word of God that illuminates our pathway. When the psalmist says, do not hide your commands from me, it's his prayer that God might open his word to him. And as he does so, the blessings will be revealed and the way ahead made clear. God, by his spirit and by his word, will be our guide. Like Abraham, we look forward to the heavenly city with foundations whose architect and builder is God. And as we journey, the Bible, the word of God, will be our guidebook, our route map. It will show us the safe paths. It will show us the obstacles to avoid. And it will lead us to our final destination. Check out verse 20 with me. It says, My soul is consumed with longing for your law. For God's word, in other words. At all times. It says the psalmist is hungry for God's word. His soul longs for that refreshing, the nourishment of God's word. He's consumed by this longing. Now, I don't know about you, but, but I find that a huge challenge. Am I consumed with longing for God's word? It's one of those verses that raises the bar high. You know, as a high jumper strives to clear that very high bar. That's their goal. So in a sense, we can take this as a challenge to embrace, to long for God's word to fill our lives. So those verses reveal the psalmist's deep appreciation for God's word. The challenge for us is to allow God's word to impact our lives in the same way. Verses 21 to 24 were where we started. It speaks of those who were opposing the writer of this psalm. He faced the abuse they poured out on him. So how did he react? Well, here's a clue how we can face rejection and abuse. In verse 21, we read, I keep your statutes. In verse 22, I will meditate on your decrees. In verse 24, Your statutes are my delight. They are my counselors. So what does that say to us? Let me suggest three things. Firstly, 
that when the days are tough, make sure we walk in obedience to God's word. Secondly, meditate on God's word. The tough times are where we draw our strength, our resources from God's word. And thirdly, let God's word be our counselor. What do I do in this situation? How do I react? What should I say? As we ask those questions, read God's word and see how it helps us to respond. And I'm sure there's been many times when it does just that. Let's move on to our our second heading, just two headings tonight. A prayer for understanding. And those are verses 25 to 32. What's the psalmist experiencing as he writes these words? He says, verse 25, I am laid low in the dust. Verse 28, my soul is weary with sorrow. So we see he's laid low. He's weary and sorrowful. Now that sounds a bit heavy, really. And I wouldn't want to step into his shoes, would you? But the reality is, standing next to his shoes are your shoes and my shoes. And if, this, if we're honest, there's times when we too are laid low. Times when we feel pressures and burdens and disappointments and heartaches. And maybe you too feel that your soul is weary with sorrow. Yes, it clearly was the psalmist's experience, but it may be our experience too. So what was his strategy? What can we learn from these teachings? Verse 25 is is the first element of his prayer. Preserve my life according to your word. Where would that preservation come from? It was according to your word. It was in God's word that he would find the answers. He recognized that from this rubbish position he was in, that in God's word, he would find the resources to lift him from the ash heap. He prays for three things in the following verses, for understanding, for strength, for God's safekeeping. Let's just check those out. But, But notice first in verse 26, his honesty with God says, I gave an account of my ways and you answered me. And that's a great place to start, to be honest with God, to be real with God, to speak it as it is in our lives to God. Lord, I feel rubbish. Lord, I'm battling with this sin. Lord, I can't get rid of this resentment. That's what the psalmist did. He was honest with God. And what happened? God answered. So let's be honest with God this week. Let's God's word speak into our struggles. So here's these three prayer requests. Verse 27, he prays for understanding. Cause me to understand the way of your precepts. Another one of these unusual words, but simply describing God's teaching, to us the word of God. And as God gives him understanding, he's able to meditate and to grasp in a deeper way God's wonderful deeds. 
His second prayer is for strength. Verse 28, my soul is weary with sorrow. Strengthen me according to your word. We can see from this, what, this verse that he, he feels in the pits, but rather than wallowing in self-pity, he cries out to God for strength. And where would that strength come from? From God's word. So if you feel in a dark place or a low place, ask God to strengthen you. And how would he do that? Through his word. The very thing we may not want to do is the very thing we need to do. Read God's word. His third prayer is found in verse 29 where it says, keep me, keep me from deceitful ways. I guess some things never change. God's imperfect people are vulnerable to deceit. It's it's as much an issue now as it was then. And so we need to pray for God's safekeeping. Turn my heart, turn my thoughts, turn my eyes away from those things which can cause me to fall, those deceitful ways. So there's his prayer request for understanding, for strength, for safekeeping. We close with the psalmist three goals, great goals for us to embrace too. Verse 30 says, I have chosen the way of faithfulness. Think of all the ways that we can apply that in our jobs as faithful workers, in our finances, faithful with our resources, in our marriages, faithful to our promises to love, for better, for worse, for richer, for poorer, in sickness and in health. This is God's way. It's not the world's way. It's not the easy way, but it's God's pathway of faithfulness. And the psalmist chose that. His second goal was to hold fast to God's word. Verse 30 says, I have set my heart on your laws. Verse 31, I hold fast to your statutes. Do not let me be put to shame. And as we live according to God's word, we can hold our heads high. Because in it, we find our worth, our cleansing, our wisdom, our empowering. It's our fuel for the journey. It's worth holding fast to. And his third goal was to run faithfully in God's ways. Verse 32, I run the path of your commands. It's a picture of the Olympic sprinter. He's got to keep in his lane, hasn't he? He's got to keep his eye on the finish line. And so we too run according to God's rules in order to win that prize he has prepared for us. So there we are, three prayer requests in this psalm for understanding, for strength, for safekeeping, and three wonderful goals to choose the way of faithfulness, to hold fast to God's word, to run faithfully in God's way. So may each of us see the life-changing power of God's word and let it impact our lives this week. Well, we're going to come now to our discussion questions. And uh, we've got three questions. Can I just suggest you choose one of them and we'll, we'll take five minutes just to 
discuss that question, see what we can draw from it, and then we'll bring our service to a close with a song after that. So in what ways does God's word touch our lives? How does God's word help us to face opposition? How do we develop a hunger for God's word? Pick one of those and chat around your table, see what we get out of it.